Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Melissa Kessler, Director of Strategic Initiatives and Engagement at the U.S. Grains Council. Melissa, we're going to be talking today about corn trade school, and I suppose a a good starting point for this would would be sort of the origins of it, you know, who's behind it and, and what is the intent. Trade school is really a concept that's existed in the council for a long time. Um, and in 2016 and 2018, we held workshops um, in D.C. and in St. Louis to talk about trade issues. Um, obviously, the Trump administration and the 2016 election really brought up a lot about trade that is important for agriculture and that hadn't been deeply discussed in in many years at that point. Um, you know, the NAFTA negotiations had passed and CAFTA negotiations had passed. Um, and trade really became top of mind for a lot of people. So we created these workshops to go into not just the hot topics of trade, but the background of those topics. So not just what is happening at the WTO, but what is the WTO? Um, and in 2019 and 2020, just before pandemic restrictions really hit, um, we did a series of trade schools in different corn states. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where we can have those in-person events again. And so we've scheduled our first one um, for 2022 um, in partnership with the Minnesota Corn Research and Promotion Council, as well as the North Dakota Corn Utilization Council, um, the no- National Corn Growers, who we partner with regularly on these, and also with the Nor- Northern Crops Institute. Um, so we're coming together as a group of organizations to put on a- an event. Um, talking about trade. What are some of the issues and topics that farmers need to know right now? Um, what's the background of those issues? And then we also do some training about how do you talk about trade um, in your community with the media and with policymakers? It's interesting, Melissa, as you talked about when the idea to create something like Trade School first came up, the trade landscape has changed quite dramatically since then, huh? It, it really has. And even thinking back to 2019 and 2020, you know, our last, we had a series of five trade schools um, that winter. And the last one was the week things really started to shut down. And we, we've traveled a long way since then. A lot of things have, things have changed in the trade landscape. A lot of things have changed in the market. Um, and so, yeah, we're definitely going to be rewriting that curriculum um, and, and keeping some of the pieces of that trade 101 uh, that are essential no matter what's happening in that, that policymaking landscape, um, but also updating and making sure that we're talking about the current issues right now and the things that we think will be important for farmers to watch in the coming years. I was at the American Farm Bureau Convention last weekend in Atlanta, and trade was certainly one of the topics discussed. And whenever there's talk of trade, China is brought up. What are your thoughts on China in 2022? Well, China is a critical market. Um, China was our top corn market last year. Uh, they really came in and, you know, bought record amounts of corn and pushed our overall grains in all forms, um, which is a measure we use to really assess not just how much direct commodity corn we're exporting, but how much grain, feed grain are farmers producing that is then being exported in any form. Um, they really pushed that to new records. Um, what those purchases like going forward are to be determined. We know some of that buying was driven um, by opening up in phase one. 
Um, China did not reach the levels of purchases that they had committed to under phase one. And we heard Secretary Vilsack um, say at the Farm Bureau Convention and, and in interviews surrounding that, um, that the administration would be working with China to have them meet those commitments. Um, it's not clear really what that looks like at this point. Um, but we also know a lot of the buying last year was really driven by demand in China for feed grain. Um, obviously, very large population uh, of industry, especially with African swine fever, recovering um, from from that challenge. Um, and so they have demand. And, you know, and, and for a while last year, it was very profitable to import corn. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of dynamics in that market. It's obviously a very complex market, a very important market for farmers to watch. Mexico and Canada are critical markets for the U.S. How about the discussions surrounding USMCA during trade school? What what do you think is going to be included in those talks? Yeah, so USMCA is a really good example um, because USMCA was an update and built up on NAFTA. Um, and NAFTA really you know, built the largest trade block in the world. Um, it, you know, connecting the economies of Canada, Mexico, and the United States um, was very powerful to um, building kind of our trade alliances, but also kind of the modern system we have of producing and exporting grains. Um, I always tell people, you know, because sometimes they're surprised to find out there are trains in this um, country that are built directly to service our customers in Mexico um, for their feed grain needs. And having, you know, open access to our feed grain has really helped the industry specifically in Mexico, but also in Canada, you know, build up. Um, and that has improved both, you know, the economies and qualities of life there as well as here. And so the NASA story is really one of great success related to agricultural trade. Um, it is also one that has raised a lot of questions and I think influenced a lot of the trade conversation um, in the broader public in the United States. And so USMCA was a, an interesting opportunity to uh, have that conversation again, update that agreement and, and modernize it, make it um, you know, applicable to the modern world of digital trade, um, of, you know, e-certificates for, for certain things, um, adding in new dispute mechanisms. It's the first trade agreement in the world that had a biotech chapter. Um, USMCA in many ways is the basis of the future of trade agreements. And so that's a very important part of what we'll be talking about. And I think it's a, it's a really critical example for producers and those in the agriculture industry more widely to be aware of kind of the potential of trade and also the the technicalities of trade. At USGC, you spend probably most of your time focusing on building and, and growing markets, but I'm curious as to how much time is spent looking at the competition, if you will, Melissa, South America and in, in the the corn and soybean production that comes out of Brazil and Argentina in particular, it's important to know how your competition's doing. Oh, absolutely. And I would say, you know, we monitor the markets very closely. Our core mission is really about long-term market development. So not what's happening this week, but what's happening a year, five years, 10 years from now. Um, but obviously that's greatly influenced by what's happening right now in this crop year. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of purchasing that is done uh, based on preferences, um, you know, and, and loyalties. There's also obviously purchases made in the market based on economics and current crop conditions. 
um, and current markets. And so that's something we follow quite closely. It's also something we're aware of when we're having conversations with our customers around the world. Um, obviously, we want to build demand overall for feed grains and their co-products, but we also want to build preference for U.S. where we can. Um, and one of the more interesting things that's happened over the pandemic is launching a study, which will be a series of studies um, about starch content um, in various origin corn. And, you know, the short version of it is, is that we were able to test corn from various origins at the places where they arrived. So not before they got on the corn got on the boat, but, you know, once it was off the boat. Um, and see, you know, we, we sometimes get complaints about quality characteristics, but see, like, what does that really mean in terms of efficiency for a feed mill? Um, and what we found was that, you know, the U.S. is very competitive and that by using certain practices within feed mills, our customers can actually capture more value um, from U.S. origin than from some of those South American competitors. Uh, and that's a really powerful thing for us to go out and talk to our customers about um, lay out the economics for them and say, you know, this is this is what you're kind of leaving on the table and we can help you capture that value. Um, but that all starts with basic research and, and that comes from, you know, having conversations with those customers and hearing what their challenges are. And that's work that's done by our staff on the ground every day. What are some other topics that will be covered at Corn Trade School? Yeah, so Trade School, um, again, we're going to primarily focus um, on those three pieces. One, you know, what are the current kind of hot topics in trade? Um, what's going on right now? Obviously, that's a dynamic piece. Um, and so we'll see what's going on when we get to March. Um, but right now, we'll be talking about kind of shifts in trade policy. We'll be talking about, you know, key places where we need to see trade policy. We'll be talking about some of the things we've discussed here, China, USMCA, et cetera. Um, we will also then we go a little bit deeper about those. Um, and talk about, you know, for instance, USMCA raises a great question about a regional trade agreement versus a bilateral trade agreement or, you know, a global agreement like the WTO. What are the differences there? Um, we will also have, you know, NCI is one of our partners. We will have some conversations specifically about their work. Um, and then again, we will have that training component where we, you know, help the people in the room who primarily are producers. Um, process, okay, what are you hearing about trade here? And how can you put that into your own language um, to really feel comfortable having a conversation about trade and exports and the value of that to your operation um, with members in your community, um, with, you know, the media, maybe doing an interview like this one, um, or with policymakers, because those are all really important audiences to be able to advocate for oneself about trade. We're speaking on behalf of Minnesota Corn today, and trade school will be in Alexandria March 16th. Give us the registration information. Yeah, so um, Alexandria, Minnesota, March 16th. Um, there will be um, North Dakota is sponsoring a bus and Minnesota is sponsoring a bus. So there will be buses for people who want to carpool from Fargo and from Marshall, Minnesota. Um, the information is all available at our website, which is grains.org, grains plural, G-R-A-I-N-S.org, slash trade school. And you can go there. There is a registration link um, to sign up. Um, all the details about, you know, logistics and everything else are there. There's a hotel block, et cetera, um, and where you can be in contact if you have further questions. Anything else on trade school that you want to make sure we talk about today? 
I would just add, you know, I think it's so critical um, that farmers take the time to learn about trade. And what we have learned over the past five or six years is that producers really are interested in this topic. They see how important it is to their operations and to their organizations. Um, and this is something, you know, we offer as hopefully an opportunity to get some of that education. Um, but there's also other resources. So on our website, again, grains.org, um, there's a section of why trade matters and, you know, the, a, a tab on learn about trade. Um, we have some documents there that explain some of these basic concepts. We have, you know, a list of podcasts that people have found useful, reports and links, infographics that might, that might be useful. Um, so, you know, really is part of our mission to make sure we're not just talking about the future of market development and the current state of the market today, but also um, these bigger picture pieces so farmers can really articulate the vision they have for their industry um, and help make that a reality. You can also visit mncorn.org to learn more.